people. And, oh, I was standing in the crowd like me. Like a man. 
That's a uh, South thing. Yeah, but that's a Southern thing to his heart. So many times. Yeah, so like for me, it was like I could play the role, but it wasn't the role that I wanted to play. I didn't realize that I was dominant in any way, shape, or form until somebody was like, "Well, if you want to do what I'm doing," I was like, "I want to do what you're doing." Like, well, if you want to do what I'm doing, then you're going to learn it the right way, the same way I did, the same way everybody else in the house did. And I was like, okay, so I became a MIT mistress in training. Mistress in training. Yeah. I love it. And how long was that process? Uh, a little over a year and a half. Oh, okay. Did you have to do research or did you have to just sit in on sessions? I, well, he was a lifestyle dominant. I was actually trained in Pokemon leveled up by a very gay gentleman who is no longer with us by the name of John Lloyd. Very good people. May he rest in peace. And he was very much of the accord of the genuinely you can't understand somebody struggle to you walk a mile in their shoes. So me coming into the household as a submissive, which was me really just trying to pay bills living in Chicago by myself and uh, getting to be a little friskier than usual down in Mississippi without anybody making fun of me and I learned a lot of stuff about my own sexuality and the fact that I always thought I just like girls. I am not bi. I am absolutely not bi. I am pansexual. You can hold more than 20 minutes worth of conversation with me without getting pissed the fuck off. We probably have something that could lead into extracurriculars. This is what my mom would call it. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, air quotes. Uh, but yeah, I... Once I realized that that wasn't for me and I got to see the dominance, I was like, oh yeah, this is all me. This yeah. saw me. Then it had to be the thing of like, oh, you get the next couple of months of learning how to wrangle in this power that you have been given mm-hmm. over other people, how to control it, how not to abuse it, how to learn and use it properly. Because someone comes up to you and they just say, oh my God, mistress, you're so beautiful. I will walk across broken glass. And inside of their head, maybe they might just walk across broken glass. Yes. And for a sadistic motherfucker such as myself, be like, ah, I dare you to do it. Do it. Be like, come here now. But the side that got proper training and was raised in a house that was like, we don't do that here. Uh, I'm happy that I picked up those skills when I did. Because lifestyle domination and pro-domination really only have one catalyst change between the difference of them. What is that? One can say like, hey, I'm doing this because this is what he or she or they might be into. When you're dealing with clients, you give them strictly what they want and what they need. When you're dealing with your personals, you're giving them what you know they need and you know more or less that they want whether they want to accept it or not. Right. Inside of my household, we are fidelity over everything. That's our house model. So, like, if you can't be honest with yourself, you're not going to be honest with anybody else. Mm. If you can't be honest with other people, then it's not going to work out anymore. And I read, I read also that you are polyamorous, right? Yes. So, can you explain to me, like, how is it now? What, do you live in the household with other I'm a husband and like what, what is that? I live in a house, an actual house made out of bricks and mortar and concrete and lots of wood. Uh, that is just myself, my husband, and two of the lumpiest dogs you've ever seen and one cat. Okay. Uh, my house is my household. That right. means everyone that either I am protecting, I hold reign over. And like this purple bound cutie behind the camera, uh, I like my house to be pleasant. I like it to have pleasant people in it. There are a lot of misconceptions that every dominatrix has to be this cruel, mentally destabling bitch. Or she has to be a cunt. Or she has to be covered in tattoos. She can only be like five foot six. And she has to be very, very small. She has to have like the Betty Page look to her. And I rage quit against all that shit. I love it. Like, say it again. I know. Oh, yeah. me all the time. They're like, you're too nice. I'm like, you know what? I've giggled through more 
domination sessions professionally that I have ever been angry in a lifestyle session. Yes. Like my last client came all the way from Switzerland so that we could wrestle because he likes to be, bare, yeah, he likes to be bear hugged and dropped to the ground. And the fact that I can do it while wearing six to eight inch platform heels, he absolutely adores. Now it's not the point oh trying to make God. sure you don't put holes into the mats, but <laughs> it's totally worth the time. But that's someone who's willing to come halfway across the world for yeah. me. That's amazing. Yeah, He's no like, I want to be part that. of your house. Yeah. There's no anger yeah. in me saying, I'll take you on. Yeah. Like my mom used to say when I first told my mother and came out to her as pansexual because she thought I was bi too. Uh, and I told her what I was doing. She was like, you just be out here saving all the cats, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it is, though. That, I love that. I love that. See, just think that yeah, is it. A I little bit. That. Well, I wasn't intent on absolutely wrangling me a cat PR person, but I did. And, and a lovely cat it is. Yes, and uh, I found that more likely than not, the people that I pick up along the way, whether good or bad, because everything is a crapshoot. What they say on Game of Thrones, now I've read those books, so this is me having that badass nerd moment. You get a Targaryen, it's a toss in the coin. You never know what you're gonna get. It can be the greatest of greats, or it can be the most evil of evils. You don't know until you go ahead and make the toss. So I don't shun anyone, but it does not mean that I'm going to shelter either. No I will deal with you in the amount that you need to be dealt with that I'm willing to deal with. I like that. Everything after that is strictly a you process. Whether you put time, effort, money, more effort into it, you're going to get what you put into it. Mm -hmm. If you don't put shit into it, you ain't getting shit out of me. That's right. And would you say you primarily kind of learned that through this community? Yes. Yeah. I... When I was in the household with John, what I learned was there are things you do and you don't do in this. Let me show you the things that you do do and let me absolutely show you the things that you're not supposed to mm -hmm. so you don't get caught up. And like I said before, ladies, you don't get to be this tall, this wide, this loud, this black without somebody having a problem with it. Mm -hmm. So I have had more doors closed, slammed, kicked mm -hmm. in my face than a little bit before the people who did dig me. They dig me hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. I love that. Okay being okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You found your community and you found your family. I yes. found my family and cats <laughs> and chosen people and people that I love. My father passed in 2020 from COVID. Mm. He had been through. It's amazing because I thought that dude was an X Man for the longest time because <laughs> he went through three different types of cancer and was going through a fourth. Wow. When he caught it, and he had gone through and like done four recoveries on all of them. Single treatments and stuff like that, but like he also left me almost ninety thousand dollars in debt. And if it hadn't been these people, the people that I know, the people that I don't know, the people that the people I did know knew, there wouldn't have been two GoFundMe's that stopped my happy ass from absolutely giving up all of this. Because that's what it's gonna come down to. Mistress Mia goes back to being not Mistress Mia and working a job until she pays off this debt, and there's nothing left for me to have for myself. So I guess I just keep working this job. Mm -hmm. And um. I'm trying not to cry because like I put this makeup on this morning. I don't tried this cry, morning. don't cry. But like, it took people from my community, people that I was related to, didn't give a fine fuck. Oh, everybody has somebody's daddy to die. Uh -huh. Everybody's mama died. But um, y'all didn't feel my grief. It wasn't your 
person. I don't know what <laughs> People who did have me were people like Camera Cat over here, Mr. Cyan Sanctuary, because the first place I went was back out on the road to pay for him getting cremated and all the rest of that good stuff. That money wouldn't have happened if I didn't have somewhere to go. Mm. It might have happened, but wow. it took a fucking lot longer. Yeah. So it was the family that I chose that took care of me when I needed to be taken care of. And That's I find here at Pride that, especially when you have newbies that show up, like I just came out the closet or I'm just now starting to be honest with myself and I'm going to sneak here and have on like five masks at the same time uh -huh. and a pair of shades. Uh -huh. They find family here. Yeah. They'll get out in that crowd of, we all love Mariah, we all love Meg. You find something that you have in common instead of something that you have not in common. That's right. So that's the main reason why me coming here every year that I possibly can, as long as these two ladies are still bring me and my heart's still in it. Love it. It's because of these people mm -hmm. and nothing else. I make no money here. I do this completely for free. Oh, wow. I've been out on the road for, by the time I get done with this entire trip, I've been out on the road for two months. You only get 12 in a year. Wow. And I got a whole house and a husband and some dogs and stuff back home. So, like, I must really like it or I'm really, yeah. really needing to yeah, go yeah. ahead and tap up for that check. That the yeah, yeah. Out <laughs> because you either got to be crazy or in love. Yeah. And most times they both. Yeah, yeah. It's they a lot of column together. A and a lot of column B. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm Beyonce crazy in love with BDSM, my lifestyle, the people that are in my life, folks like you who show up to interview so more people like me can get heard. So, it doesn't yeah. just that. Yeah. Because when you cut on and you type in BDSM just into Google, just by itself, it's going to throw you more than 10 million images. Yeah. The first five porn. pages of images are going to be porn, and none of them are even brown. None. So opportunities like this are rare and in between, and I mm -hmm. take full notice that y'all don't have to come down here. Y'all didn't have to go park at the expensive-ass fucking parking to make it over here. Y'all didn't have to stick around to the middle of the night, even though them concerts made it a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you didn't have to do... Y'all didn't have to do any of that. I was somebody that you randomly met at a random thing. But I, I felt like... I, I, I walked up to every woman, every black woman, mm -hmm. but I also stood by women, and whenever I felt energy, I would be, hi, I just do just like that. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't talking to everybody, but I... Whenever I felt the energy pull me, when you, when I talked to them. Right, because I'm like I said, I'm very new and I'm learning, and I want someone that knows the experience that I'm experiencing, and I and I'm meeting people that are, have extensive, you know, history and experience in this business, and I, I found I'm a trainer. I find connection with my clients. I got 12 clients that I'm fully connected with, and now I have clients in this world, and it's like it's so I love them. I love them the same as like my client like family and it's like wow and my friends and family don't really understand it they all have their preconceptions of what it is but they also say that I'm the happiest they can see me being the happiest I've ever been if there's one fetish that I didn't even know was a fetish until right now finding joy in making other people better yeah for sure that's, like, that's, like that's probably my fetish like, I, I didn't used to teach. I had tons of knowledge to give other people, but I was like, I'm not dealing with that shit. Somebody else can do that shit. Mm -hmm. But then when I finally did go ahead and do it, it was like one of the most jarring, jaw-dropping, happiest experiences I've had in my life. Like, I've gone from, like, a class that had three people in it, and then that next year, somebody said, oh, 
she knew what the fuck she was talking about. And it was standing room only, people sitting on the floor, a woman trying to get through in her scooter, another lady trying to get through with her motorized wheelchair. And last night, the tent was like overflowing. Going with people. <laughs> yeah. It's not always going to start out like that. But yeah. put a little time and some effort into it, and you never know what might grow. Yeah. And I'm trying to grow a garden that goes from here all the way back to Oklahoma and around the world if I can help it. I believe you can do that. You have the magnetism and the energy for it. And I'm, I'm really excited that we had you on the show and I'm thankful as well. And I'm, I'm excited that we can have you more in the future because I, I want to learn how to wrestle. So <laughs> I'm going to be calling you like, what do I need to do to get them lessons? Because I, I, I've been told like at the studio that we work at, at Venus and Bells, they were telling us, you know, that might be something that would be really good for you because I'm a trainer and I like fitness and activity and athletics. So I think I may need to call you so I can get some training. Please and thank yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'll, I'll come for the, the ties because I'm not going to Yeah, you do shibari too? Uh, no, actually, the cat slave put herself into it. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, there is a young lady here from SoCal by the name of Miss Cassie. She has been a leather title holder. She is amazing at rope. She teaches master classes at Sanctuary. She comes out to DomCon. She teaches across the country. And, like, Sometimes the proof is in the pudding. Or oh, yeah. The rope. It's art. Yeah, I'm, I definitely want to take some classes. I know they had 910 WeHo here and they have some classes. But I'm a, I, we already talked to Mr. Cyan about coming in and trying to get some sessions because I want to I, I want to learn as much as I can. As much as I can. So Especially when the outcome is like as beautiful and like, you know, you're changing the world. To yeah. Be honest. Like, I, hey, if it's a big change or a little change. Like, right. I wish I had my purse with me. Uh, I did DomCon this year for our 20th anniversary. And we have a slave there who is very much into maid play. Full service sub. No, I don't want no sex from you. I don't need you to be super sexy. I just want to serve you. Mm, Absolutely love, love it. Love when I first too. came to my very first DomCon, we were at the bitch, don't nobody know you table. All the way in the front, <laughs> up by the corner. It's me and a bunch of women. We've never seen each other before. Uh, and no one would serve us. No one would bring us water, cups, tea, none of that shit. And Rosie is her name. Came wow. and was like, oh, do you ladies need tea? Let me go get you some cups. Let me get you some water. And here we are almost 10 years later. And she came to my pro dom social and she gave me a card that said, I'm grateful on the front of it. And then I cried for the next 10 minutes. It was late for my own damn social because I was trying to dry my face. And then I had to reapply my makeup that I just got me doing this too. And one eyelash that was like stuck to the bed. Uh, if nobody ever tells me that they like me or dug what the fuck I was into, that one fucking card totally makes it worth it. Mm -hmm. It ain't changed the whole fucking world. If I could change one person in it, I'm good. That's it. That's it. It's all about, like, not so much the averages, but, like, pick your battles and the small wins. Mm -hmm. If I can get small wins, I will tally them motherfuckers up at the end of my life and be like, that is the amalgamation of what I did. Mm -hmm. Was it amazingly great? Did I make millions of dollars? Did I turn into Adida Vontese? No, no, I didn't. Because there's some things about myself I'm never going to change. Like, I could lose more weight. I could also lose clients who were into me being floofy. Right. So, like, it isn't so much, like, what makes everybody else great. It's about what makes you great. And then you push that shit to the fucking limit. And you, you know what? You're, you are people like Dita Bontese. You know what I mean? Like, I, I look at you as part of my aspirational. No offense, Dita. I love you, too. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, like you are that to people. So. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we are gonna sign off. We are gonna be bringing her back. 
so that we can get some more. I really want to hear about your story, more about your past, because I feel so connected to each and every woman that I've been meeting in this, this lifestyle. And I know, like, there's always a reason when you meet somebody and you have that connection. I just know, I know that for sure. And so we really want to get an extensive lesson on what your life was like just coming through, coming with up in this. background music. Yes, yes, with less and background music. Yes, so and we definitely. The cars going by. <laughs> and the sounds of an entire weekend of fun that we have just started the second day of. I will totally be looking forward to that. Yes. And once again, this is the Elevate and Dominate podcast. I am Goddess Arroya. And this is. Mistress Odessa. And this is the beautiful. Go ahead and say it. Mistress Mia Dar. <laughs> beautiful. Thank you so much. Welcome back to the Elevate and Dominate podcast. I am Goddess Arroya, and this is... Mistress Odessa. And we have the extravagant, wonderful mistress. Mistress, you can say your name, because I, I want everyone to you to hear you say it. Hi, Mistress Cyan. <laughs> yes, and she is a monumental person in the BDSM and leather community. We are so excited to have this interview. We had some technical difficulties yesterday, but we are back to get this information because we want to share with the community, uh, especially when you have someone that has basically brought it to LA uh, and DomCon. I mean, this is an amazing event here and the fact that you have Erotic City and you have an event that the 18 and up can come in and be themselves at. What was the your first thought when you decided to do this? Um, well, actually, with Erotic City, I came on board with LA Pride back in 2006 to help with it. And uh, there was kind of some debate whether they wanted to keep such a an edgy, kink, fetish, BDSM section in there. But, you know, my feeling has always been if you can't complain if you don't take a seat at the table. Ooh, so, right. you know, I got on the board and have been working really hard over the years to keep this not only existent in here, but also uh, growing and getting larger and expanding it more. Mm. So when did you make your mark on the BDSM world in Los Angeles? Did you start here or did you start somewhere else? No, I started here in Los Angeles back in uh, 1996 or so. Okay. Uh, I had a, uh, a small dungeon in uh, Glendale that was a three-level townhouse that we had just as a dungeon. And the owners decided to sell it, and the new owners didn't want us didn't want to rent there. So that's when I went in and uh, with two other dominants, and we formed a small uh, dungeon in Reseda in a commercial building, yeah, the Iron, Iron which Gate. became yeah. Iron Gate yeah. later. Yeah. And that uh, in 2010, uh, we had the opportunity to move down by LAX into a 7,000 square foot dungeon. Oh, wow. uh, so we moved out of Reseda, and that became Iron Gate. And we were there until from 2010 until this past August. And when we moved out of there uh, and started looking for a place, we couldn't find anybody wanting to rent to a dominatrix. Right, uh, I can imagine. So we were able to scrape the funds together and buy a building. So Sanctuary's new home actually is a is a building that belongs to us now. Wow. That's an amazing feat, especially here in L.A. I know the, the realty is expensive, but I know that this community is a supportive community. So did you have any other support from other like local doms, or was this some, a venture that you just created and funded on your own? No, I couldn't fund it on my own. I, uh, what I did, they took you know, basically everything that I had, and uh, I had two other people who were in, uh, in the community mm -hmm. uh, that were interested in, in helping out. So we put together the down payment. I had someone step up to do the uh, 
to help us with the financing and stuff mm. like that to get all our loans. So. That's awesome. So we also noticed that you had an amazing amount of honors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I would love to know, out of all the honors that you've received, what is the one that makes you the most excited? Uh, I think it would probably be the two Mentor of the Year awards because I've always been a big um, proponent of education and teaching. Uh, when I came into it, there was no internet, there were no events like this really. Uh, and you kind of came in through the community and they taught you and expect you to hand that knowledge down. Mm -hmm. So um, I try to give back to the community in any way I can. And one of those ways is promoting education, teaching people how to do things safely, like yes. here in Erotic City. We have a little taster booth so people can come in and actually feel what it's like or get yes. taught how to use the things. Mm -hmm. So I think the mentor of the year about being able to teach people, take them under my wing and uh, educate them has been the most uh, meaningful for me. Yeah, like awesome. with social media and stuff, I'm sure it's like grown even like faster and stronger. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. But you know, social media too can yeah, be uh, bring the worst out in people. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we've got our, our people that, uh, that they see something like this and they go in the attack. That's why it's more important right. for us to yeah. be out here That's right. and show people that it's different than what people Very perceive it to be. Yeah, yes. it's insanely different. Yes. So I also wanted to know, as far as like community outreach, what are some of the other things that you're doing in the community? Because I heard that you give a lot. You give a lot to the community, the homeless community in your area. So what are some of the other things that you're doing? Um, well, um, I work with a, a number of other events other than DomCon and Torture Garden. I mean, in LA, probably we did Torture Garden in LA. Um, I work with ADN for their Adult Expo in Las Vegas. And then uh, for 24 years, we've done a, a slave auction that we raise food and toys. We do one for Thanksgiving, one for uh, Christmas. And we raise like a truckload of food for the homeless and uh, the, the shelters. And uh, around Christmas for all toys and things like that. But you know, I've always been, I was brought up to that uh, with the concept of you you receive through giving. That's right. And, stuff. and I tell people that uh, you know there's no amount of money or fame or anything else that can give you the same feeling yeah. as right. knowing. Yeah. And I tell people that they come with the food and the toys that you know you you are making a difference in this world. Yeah. Somebody is eating because of your yeah. you're eating awesome. here. Some kid is waking up in Christmas morning with a toy they might not have had. Mm -hmm. So we can't change the world, but we can do little things that'll change, change, make things better in somehow for somebody. Mistress, uh, I always say her name wrong. Mistress Mia. Yeah, Darnikin. Oh. Dar Mistress Dark. Yeah. You were just saying, and she was like, I, I think a fetish I just discovered right now is the fetish of finding joy and like you know helping people. Joy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's, that's no, like, I was like, I guess that's that is a very fetish. Beautiful. Like at the yeah. end of it, that is. Like especially what you've been doing, and like I think what the community tries to do in general. So it's really cool. it's it give people a safe space. You and know? it's really nice. I've been uh, I've uh, been a guest speaker at Stanford University and UCLA and and things and teaching the uh, not only their sexuality classes but their uh, sociology classes. So that mm, intake yeah. nurses and uh, and social workers will you can teach them what BDSM is all about. And you can teach them what the difference is between abuse and that, and how to tell if somebody see, comes in, how to tell if it's BDSM or abuse and things. Oh, so. Now that is interesting. Okay. That's another. That's another twist that I did not yeah, even think of. Because, and also, you know what I was thinking? Do, do you ever? I, have you ever been asked to give um, information like for a film or a movie or a oh, TV yeah, show? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been. I've done a couple of those. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And um, and so, but they're mostly, uh, you know. They're looking for just some guidance so that 
uh, for you to tell them what's, what's real, what's yeah. not real, what they should, shouldn't do, and, and so on. What are, could you tell us a few of the movies that you may have helped with? Oh, God, there was one, um, one there was a TV show called Castle, okay. um, uh-huh. and there was something on there, and then uh, I was actually in a uh, show called Felicity. Oh, yes, with, uh, I used to you know, watch from, that show. Yeah, yes, like throwing whips at yes. a fetish club. Okay. And uh, Nip Tuck. Oh, okay. So, there's been a few of them. Okay, and, uh, yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I just, I, I love the fact that you are out here and you're giving the correct information and educating the community. I really think it's important for, I mean, everyone to be educated on this because I, I feel that people are learning how to escape from trauma in this area too. I mean, is that something that you... Oh, yeah. You know, actually, I've been uh, also in the past two years started uh, speaking with uh, groups of therapists so that they understand because you know if somebody like in the medical field if somebody gets injured in this they're afraid to go tell them they're afraid of judgment yeah. and the same thing with uh, you know, a therapist the worst thing that can happen is to come into and try to talk to your therapist about BDSM and them thinking that it's still a sexual disorder or yes. something like that so yes. it's important that they understand what it is so that they can help people yeah. who are, have triggers or who's had bad experiences. That's yes, that's, that's amazing. amazing. And I think this is just another way, um, and, and I think that's what our show is about, is educating the community and so they understand that it's um, these misconceptions, what you see and what you think is not actually that. This is a caring, consenting community. And, and you learn every day, yeah, especially, yeah. Every day. And it's very, compa- but it's also very compassionate. You know, what we do is out of love, you know, yeah. we love, you know, we, we love bringing somebody into that endorphin high where they feel like they've this euphoric feeling and stuff, you know. Contrary to popular belief that we're not doing this because we like to see somebody in pain. Thank it's you. like yeah. the it's like the the moans of pleasure that we get back instead of the screams of pain yeah, that's yeah, yeah. and right. stuff. But that's the way it's portrayed in media and stuff. So that's true. It's uh, it's still sexy and it's still erotic and it's still fun yeah. and it's still uh, Build a special bond between two people who are playing. I love it's that. It's intimate in a different kind of way. Yes, yes, <laughs> That's right. So thank you so much again. This is the Elevate and Dominate podcast. I am Goddess Arroya. This is Mistress Odessa, and the remarkable, legendary, <laughs> legendary <laughs> Mistress Cyan. Thank you again for Same. being on our podcast. We're honored. Yes. Thank oh, you. thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes. Leave a message on our Anchor page. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on all social media platforms and share if you got the time.